your vow to break difficult situations the power of your vow to break difficult situations god bless your choir you are the best give god praise be seated in the heavenly places about principalities and powers i want you to turn your bible with me to the book of first samuel chapter one and we will read together verse 11 the lord want to do something the holy ghost has been calling some of us to the place of a higher level of intimacy a higher level of revelation and the reason why God has been doing that things is because the Spirit of the Lord cannot move past the level of your understanding and the level of your covenant engagement God his loading us with all benefits and overwhelming favor and mercy but the extent to which we see the extent to which we comprehend and understand the misery of his will is for the extent that we will tap into what he's doing because he has already prepared all things there's nothing more for him to do He's already done everything from the beginning all the way to the end. In fact, I was preaching here a few days ago and I said to you that God will start from the end. He does not commence from the beginning. The works were done before the foundation of the earth. Whatever seems complex in your life right now, whatever be your prayer request, the desires of your heart, the assignment of God for you, the destiny that you are called to fulfill in the earth realm, it's all been done. It's been finished. You've already been positioned in Christ in the heavenly places. God already gave the car. He already gave the house. He already opened doors for your ministry to thrive. He's already caused, hallelujah, the lines to fall to you in place and places. He's already caused your family to be put together. He's been done before the foundation of the earth. And because God has done everything that's on his own part to do, we need to understand that the more that we align ourselves with what has already been done is to the extent that we will see his glory. We will see the manifestation of those things in the earth. So it's possible now for God to have finished the works and to have, you know, assigned, seal and deliver it and yet you still don't have it because you are not able to tap into it. And that's why God is starting to call me to show you the strategy of heaven because God put his blessing in plain sight. The Bible says in the book of Acts, do you understand what you read? How is it that I will understand if nobody explained to me? A lot of people perish because they lack knowledge. The Bible says that we might know those things that are freely given unto us. So there are things that God has prepared before the foundation of the world that would trigger the next level. There is a key in fire for prosperity. There is a key for healing. There's a key that will unleash the move of God. Miracles, signs and wonders. Whatever it is that you want. You want to see the eyes of the blind open. You want to see the eyes of the, I mean, the ears of the dead pop out. You want to hear the 
dumb stick. He want to see the, the joy of God in, 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 in homes that are expecting babies that are keys to it. And if you don't know the keys, you're going to stand for too long before the door. How is it that this man is getting blessed and I'm not getting blessed? How is it that God is moving in that ministry and I don't have anything in my ministry? How is it that God is moving in Supernatural Life Center and it looks like every church now is under duress? Could it be that God is a partial God? No. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. God would only, hallelujah, reveal to you His glory on the level that you are able to activate the secrets of the kingdom. Jesus Christ said to Peter, and I will lay upon your shoulder the keys of the kingdom. The Bible says the secret of the Lord are with them that fear Him, and He will reveal to them His covenant. He will show Himself mighty on their behalf. And so the spirit of religion is keeping us from engaging God. Number one, with the secret, the conscious secret of heaven. And number two, engaging God deliberately, consciously. I come on somebody like a kingdom technocrat, like somebody that knows what they are doing. It's like the law or the formula of mathematics that as long as I'm able, glory to God, to put in the right formula, I will always get the right result. I'm about to show you something this morning. That's a winning formula. A winning kingdom formula. And that formula is the power of your vow. And the church is not teaching many things. Because we're not tapping into the revelation of the supernatural. So many times we go around in circles. We don't understand some of these things. That there are secrets given by God for us to prosper. First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11. First Samuel chapter 1. First Samuel chapter number 1 and verse 11 for Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11 glory to God thank you Jesus thank you Lord of God and she vowed a vow and said O Lord of hosts if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaiden and remember me and not forget thine handmaid but will give unto thine handmaid a man child then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head I want you to understand today that you will never be able to understand God until you understand the revelation of the Lord my God. The Lord my God depicts that He is not just the God of the universe, but is in fact your God. It's not just the God of the world, it's your God. It's not just the God of the corporate assembly, but your God. He's not just the God of a popular preacher or a televangelist, but it's your God. It's not just the God of the people in the Bible, but it's in fact your God. Finding the revelation of God in that personal context is what single you out of the crowd because listen everybody the Lord 
will never reveal to you certain things concerning his will for your life until he can get you to a, a place of aloneness where you and him are able to navigate the will that is orchestrated for your life you'll never be able to see some some realms of God you know we see the power of God manifested in our corporate service but the secrets of the kingdom are revealed in the place of one man tapping into the power of his God one person the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 2 he says hearken unto me from verse 1 ye that fear the Lord look unto Abraham your father and unto Sarah that bear thee for I called him alone and I blessed him and I increased him I called him alone I blessed him and I increased him God wants to speak to you alone we are living a time now that the body of Christ is overwhelmed in some sort of a noisome and a cloud worship everybody is going to where it is popular everybody is going to where things seem hallelujah to be loud and noisome but I need you to understand today child of God that you will never see the glory of God on a personal level until you come to the place where God meets you alone all by yourself God met Jacob alone God met Elijah alone every time that God wants to release something powerful in the earth realm it begins with a covenant and that covenant is not with a cloud God does not make a covenant with the cloud God makes covenant with one man come on somebody is there somebody in the building this morning that one God's covenant to be valid in their lives is there somebody here that says God I don't care who's not listening but I decide to listen to your voice I decide to put the tab into the covenant of heaven alone by myself Lord let your will be done in my life when God made a covenant with Abraham he said out of your seed shall the nations of the earth be blessed in other words the covenant which God made with one man it went ahead to bless millions can I talk to somebody this morning the covenant which God is about to activate in your life in this season is going to bless millions many people are going to be blessed because of your faith you're not hearing me somebody as the millions of lives are connected and attached to your covenant when one man said God millions are blessed when one man choose to walk with God millions of lives are blessed God is not looking for the cloud he's not the God of the majority he's a God of one man then God find somebody in supernatural life center this morning who is seeking God by themselves I'm seeking God not because my friend is seeking God I'm walking with God not because my neighbor 
authority. I thank God for your revelation. I thank God for your own anointing. But it is my God too. I also carry the anointing. Can somebody who knows that they also, you can go to the secret place. You can go, hallelujah, to the holy of holies. You can go into the place of the power of the kingdom. That's where you're going to see God. Let me hear you say, yes, Lord. Why too many people sometimes they fall off? They fall off because they don't know the law for themselves. They don't know him. They know him through the eyes of somebody else. They know him through the experience of somebody else. But they've not known him for themselves. The enemy would it will, it will sift you away if you have not known the Father for yourself. The storms of life would he will get you off. If you don't know him for yourself, if you are still looking to stay on the line and have a prophet to tell you what God is saying, and you cannot bow your knees and, and call the glory down by yourself, there are some places the prophet can go with you. You don't want, hallelujah, to rely or to lean on somebody else's anointed in order for you to fulfill the will of God for your life. Because there's a realm that nobody can go with you. Come on, Jesus. There is a realm in your dream life. There is a realm when you are alone. There is a realm when the comes, listen to me, child of God. The enemy does not give a notice of his attacks. Satan does not say, well, you better get ready because next year I'm about to attack you on the 27th of July. Get ready for it. No, he comes suddenly. And that's why every child of God needs to be grounded and engrafted in the word of God. Everybody needs to be able to go to the place of, of God's power, to the holy of holies, and tap into the power of God for themselves. He's also your God. The revelation of God, my God. The Lord who is my God. Help me tell somebody, the Lord is also my God. Say it again. Say, the Lord is also my God. Look at my eyes, everybody. Look at my eyes. Personal battle is fought with personal revelation of Jehovah, the Lord, my God. Your personal battle is fought. I want you to understand something. The call that God has given me is to arm you for victory. The Lord has called me to arm you for victory. The Lord has called me to do what? To arm you, to prepare you. David said, he teacheth my hands for war. He teacheth my hands for war. Not, not to get in the battle. Sometimes the Lord will not call me to get in the battle with you, but to arm you for victory. Because if, if you are armed for victory, look at my eyes, everybody. That's when you can actually navigate the process of your destiny. God taught David how to fight. And God put him at the back of the desert. And he was alone. Some of you don't understand. That that loneliness that you thought, oh, I'm in a lonely place. Oh, I, I don't have a partner. Oh, I don't have nobody who understands me. Oh, I'm all by myself. Do you not understand that God is putting you at the back of the desert in order to raise you, to groom you, to empower you, to get you ready? 
Come on, somebody, to put in you every every tool that you need, so that when you get into your place of elevation, the place of the manifestation of the power of God in your life, you will be ready don't you understand that it's not just about getting married, but it's about staying married. Don't you understand that you need a depth, a revelation? Don't, don't you understand that you can't step into the front line until you are thoroughly punished? Don't you understand that the Father is calling you to come somebody? He's calling you to a place where He can meet with you, talk with you, commune with you, walk with you, process your spirit. Lord my God. Thank God for your title, but he is the Lord my God. The certain things you don't need to be moved, moved about. Your heart is sealed in certain truths of the word of God about who he has called you to be. Mandeko se paradaha that if the mountains were to roll themselves into the sea, the Lord shall be there with me because He is the Lord my God. When the enemy comes like a flood, not my pastor, but the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard. He is the Lord my God. Come on, somebody. If the anointing is not preparing you, anybody who is not cultivating you and preparing you to be victorious, give them the God. They are beating the anointing. The anointing is to get you ready, man of God, for your own victory. The Lord, my God, I know His name. He knows me. Do you know how a lot of people are saying, Oh, God is my God. But when it came to Abraham, Abraham didn't have to say, The Lord is my God. God said, I am the God of Abraham. Okay, Silabo Hoshete. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, for he is not ashamed to be called their God. I'm going to show you something this morning. You know why some people are saying to God, Lord, you are my God. And God says, hmm, I don't know about that. And, and God is saying to some people, I am your God. Tell them that I am your God. It's a power of covenant. How does this person engage heaven, activate covenant? And this person doesn't know about it. Because you are able, glory to God, by yourself to bypass the veil. The veil of convenience. And by the force of supernatural glory to God. Supernatural sacrifice, supernatural commitment, supernatural devotion, supernatural openness to God. You are able to tap into the power of the kingdom. You are able to cause fire down from heaven. Let me tell you something. We are all called to be on the same level, but we are not all on the same level. Come on, somebody. The level that you understand and activate God is the level that heaven will respond to you. I want you to hear that. So, everybody think, look at my eyes. Some people think, just come to church, clap some clap, dance some dance, hear a nice word, and go back home, and there it is. They don't understand that God is a personal God. That He's not only about what happens when you're in church, but He wants to work every day with you. They don't get it. That He is there with you every time. That this is not a religion but a relationship and this relationship thrives glory to god on covenant but i know him he knows me joseph was in the prison and the bible said the lord was there with him who told you that what's happening around you determines the extent that god's presence is with you it's a covenant that i know him and he knows me it's more than that if everything you're doing in god's house is based on 
the exterior what everybody else is doing you can't go far you cannot go far when you have found his love in your heart when his spirit burns within you like fire when the glory of the kingdom consumes you that's the key covenant that's the key hey that's the key some people are in church 30 years they don't get it they come they just come whenever they have a need Lord please my children I said listen do you know him does he speak to you do you even know the prophetic blueprint of this battle do you know the will of God for your future do you know what the angels are doing in your life right now do you know what God is doing do you understand that the place that you are glory to God it's a defining place in your, in your future and destiny they don't get it they don't get it they just think God is like a Santa Claus and is gonna give me a blessing they don't understand they don't understand they don't understand you think I just go home and come back to church and preach I understand covenant I understand his will and I stay in that place he's no respect of persons I've struck a deal with God I'm saying God who made the heaven and the earth God who cannot lie by two immutable things that it is impossible for, for God to lie show yourself you said if I serve you you will bless me now I'm serving God where is my blessing that's how the kingdom works the kingdom does not work on illusion this is not this is not a delusional faith this is a factual revelation and insight that he's faithful come on somebody if you don't play your part nothing will get done that's the spirit of religion he's calling you to consecration you don't consecrate yourself and you think heaven will open all just like that no it doesn't work you don't understand how to activate the place of prosperity that it is not possible for you not to sow your seed and to expect your harvest listen i've never had a job my entire life my late mom taught me say tight say my son tight 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 i've only been in ministry all my life all my life i've never had an interview never submitted my resume i have a few degrees i've never had to submit my resume i've never had to take not even a menial job or a support job i've never worked outside of ministry one hour of my life not one hour of my life never done it live in different countries united states of america united kingdom south africa nigeria canada united arab emirates iraq you indian never had to work every need is supplied somebody said why never had one ministry sending us a dollar they say oh baba davis we believe in your ministry we're going to send you ten thousand dollars every month for the next six months until you get yourself we came to toronto on the same wings of the spirit carrying the same conviction in my body that God is too faithful to fail. Come here, not knowing anybody. Listen to me. If you want God, He wants. Stop confusing yourself. It is us that's the problem. He makes a way every time. Every Soraba. He is. He is faithful. He will bless you. He will cause men that you don't know to to bless you. He will raise people up and give them dreams and put your men in their mouth, in their spirit, in their dream. He said, "Go and bless my son. Go and bless my daughter, because your way is pleasing to God." I'm like, oh, the 
enemies is after me. Oh, they hate me. Oh, too many witches. Sometimes I sit down when I say, Do you know all these men of God who are preaching on TV, preaching all over the world? You think witches don't want to kill them? You think if you have 4,000 people in this room, there might not be 40 witches there. You think there might not even be somebody who is watching me now on Facebook and said, Let's chant his name. But I don't care about that because no weapon formed against me. Stop prosper. And every time that rise up against those in judgment, he's condemned because we know who we are in God. We know who we call us. Lord, give me somebody in Toronto that will know you count. We know who called us. We know what is called us to do. We are not moved because we are rooted in God. So the secret of God is with them that serve Him. There's a secret for health. Do you want to live in hell? There's a God secret for health. There's a secret for, for promotion. There's a secret for marriage. You need to search the secret of God. Look at my eyes, everybody. If you are fighting a difficult battle, there is no secret bigger than vow. Look at my eyes. No secret in the world is bigger than vow. Vow. When you already have a relationship with God, your vow will activate and trigger your covenant every time. Listen, no secret is bigger than the power of your vow. Once you, if you are fighting a difficult battle, the power of the vow is the biggest kingdom secret to crack the back of stubborn problems, difficult situations, mountains that will not move. I want you to hear this. For about 14 years, Hannah had been crying for a child and she had been praying because this family had gone to Shiloh for all that while. This family had gone to Shiloh because they know God. Do you want to tell me? Look at my eyes, everybody. That for those 14 years, Hannah did not ask God for a child at any time. You want to tell me that she did not pray for 14 years and said, God, give me a son. Bless me. You, 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 you want to say she had never prayed before? Why, why did she not receive it? Because the, the covenant that's on her life. It's, it's just lying fallow. Okay. Vow triggers the power of the covenant. Oh, come on, somebody. It activates it. It brings all she laboha. It, it, it brings the force, the mechanism of heaven. It, it, it brings it into a place of stimulation. The anointing is there. But your vow makes your anointing to move. So one day she went there and she said, God. If you will give me a son, I will bring him back to you. Hey, Abba. If you give me a son, I know that you are God. I know that your will is for me to be fruitful. But God Almighty, because I know, hear me, that whatever that I'm doing in the earth as your child cannot be done in isolation of your eternal will in heaven. So let your will be done through me. Oh, you're not hearing me, somebody. Look at my eyes, everybody. Let your what? Your will be done through me. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Listen. You, do you know the will of God at that season? I want you to hear this. The will of God is to have a prophet. God's will is to establish a prophet. 
because the old prophet Eli had fallen away after the order of a, a spirit of delusion, spirit of religion. And God was looking for a prophet. So the, the woman came and said, God, you give me a son, I'll give you a prophet. Let us reason together. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Let us activate a contract, a covenant that as long as it is God and I am his person, his will is done in the earth realm, in the power of the Holy Ghost, he's moving in the heavenly realm through my life. Give me a son and I promise to give him back. The power of your vow will break dangerous affliction. The power of your vow. God told me, look in my eyes, many seasons of my life to put some vows in place. And he's committed to it. And I'm committed to my part of the vow. I made some conscious vow to God. And you know what the vow does? It activates your anointing. Because no, no altar can be valid without a sacrifice. And, and the sacrifice, the test of your sacrifice, the test, hear me, the test of your sacrifice is your vow. That you are not saying God, I'm going to do it. But you are saying God, by your grace, I am committed to this. God is not a God of convenience. He's a God of commitment. When you commit yourself to Him, He's committed to you. If you say to God, I make a vow to rise up every morning at 5 a.m. and 5 30 and seek your face, He's waiting for you there. He'll be there. It activates His presence there. Vow. Vow. Many of us don't know these things. We just come to church, we just pray, but the secret of the kingdom you don't know. If you will make a vow to God today, if you will. Come before the altar And you say God give me a job Lord give me a dream job And I will give you my first income Not touching a dollar out of it Watch what will happen I've seen it happen every time Vow it activates the power of your Of your relationship If you say to God Lord I, My body is your temple I will not commit fornication Or adultery Again Bless me with marriage Bless me with my own partner. Watch what will happen in three months. When you leave everything to be running all over, your life is just running all over the place. You don't streamline your destiny by conscious commitment through vow. Anything can happen to you. But when you take yourself out of the crowd, you take yourself out of the masses, and you find that place of being alone with God, and you commit to something. Say, God, I don't care which not coming. I will never be late to church. One time I told God, I said, God, I will never give you offering that's below this level. Every time I give to you, it will never, I will never give my God two dollars. Never give my God five dollars. I will never give coins to my God. You know what? It doesn't matter where, what happens, one way or the other. The right amount of money to give God always come to me. Because it's a covenant. And when I commit to him, he's committed to me. That's how we win. It's a covenant. Gather my people unto me. Gather them, my saints, who have made a covenant by sacrifice. My saints, who have made a covenant 
covenant with your body. I say, God, my body is your temple. So if anybody wants to try to touch your body, you tell them, this body has been given at the altar. Listen, this is the, this is the funny part of it. The Hindus, they do it, but the Christians don't know it. One time, hear me everybody, I was watching a documentary and I saw how people were going to the Hindu art temple and they were saying, if the, the God on that place, the deity there, will do so and so and so they will bring their hair the ladies the women we will cut our hair and bring that hair to reverence the deity in fact it was uh, Chris Rock that did a documentary on it and these women their long hair they were shaving it bald and giving it and that's what they package and they send to North America. And ladies are buying it. You better be careful what you put on your head. Okay. All right. I know that's not my message. That's a, that's a deliverance message. But I know that. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell the man again. I'm going to tell them. Because somebody put a wig, a hair on the, on the altar of a god and they put it in a plastic and they send it and sell it to you for two hundred dollars and then you are buying it for higher money say oh this is the real thing this is human hair who's here oh okay let me get back to my message <laughs> if the women in India knows that they can tap and provoke the power of a deity by their vow how much more us because what your vow does like I told you is it activates the power that's in that place activates your connection to it and give expression and tangibility and life to your covenant nobody had a covenant with mouth if I made a vow to a woman to love her alone it means I have already put everybody else aside it doesn't mean she's the best not necessarily it only means it's the woman of my vow that's what it means oh come on can I pray tonight why there is too much confusion is that people don't know the power of vow they don't know the power of marriage vow it doesn't mean it's rosy it only means it is yours to keep. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's the, it's the finest. It doesn't mean that you commit to a woman right now. The day that you say I do, I do. You walk out of the door. You see a finer girl. Huh? What did I just do? <laughs> if you want to be making vow because it's finer every time, you never stop. Because after you say, wait a minute, wait, what's your name? Tabita, wait, I just made a wrong vow. Let me go and break my vow. I'm coming to marry you. Then you run back and say, please, don't go, let's do a quick divorce. Then you get a divorce. And then you go to Tabita and say, Tabita, will you marry me? She says, yes. Then you run back. You say, I do. By the time you get out again. You see somebody you believe is even better than her. What did I do again? See, that's the problem with people. 
we have with commitment and vow with people is how we connect with God as well. Say, oh, I love you, Lord. The Lord said, really? You love me? Give me your, your, your tithe. <laughs> okay, God. Lord, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Lord, I have so many bills, God Almighty. Nobody can help me, Lord. I'm a single parent of five children. I said, really? Did you not know that I've made it the end from the beginning? And that your vow, your commitment to me is only a demonstration of your obedience. Okay. So, Anna made a vow. And what happened the next year? God gave her a son. And what did she do? She brought the son to the altar. This is how this kingdom works. That's how we go from glory to glory. That's how you trust God for little things. And then bigger things. And then bigger things. And then bigger things. He wants to bless you now. He says to you, my son, my daughter, volunteer one day at the church. When you take day off, run to the altar. Clean the house of the Lord. Praise God. Help at the front desk. Pick up the phone calls. Be at the prayer line. Serve. Yes, Lord. And because you do that, he blesses you. Then you, then you make a bigger commitment. Then he blesses you more. That running rampage. Free agents doesn't get anything done. You can be free agent. You can be running loose like you belong to nobody, even though you say I belong to God, but your commitment does not show it. You can't go like that. So he is calling us in this season to make a vow for the next level. So as I close this morning, one of the powerful scriptures that touched me most, look at my eyes, everybody, is where the Bible says God told Israel to fight a battle, and God gave them a promise they were going to have victory. But a heathen king took his own son. And sacrificed it on the city wall and broke the back of that of that and alter even that word. Why? Because whoever has the highest level of commitment in the dynamics of the spirit controls the narrative. Not because God is inferior to the devil, but because if the devil's agent that's against you is giving him six hours. And you are given your God six minutes. His six hours will alter your six minutes. A part-time believer cannot win a full-time devil. He can't. It's your attitude to what you believe that determines how it functions in your life. You handle your God with levity. You say, God, you know what? I'm just going to, this is how I hold my God. When it's easy for me. Come to Bible study. Mm, I'm tired. Come for prayer meeting. I don't know. I don't know. Give your tithe. Ah, well, I, I've given everything. And you think God is unfaithful? He's watching. He became all things to all men. Some say, well, how about the love of God? The love of God gives you an open check. The love has given you an open check. Oh, how about the love of God? The love of God give, gives you open access. And that access itself did not come free. It came by the death of Jesus. That's what the love of God does to you. The Lord gives you open access. I can come into his presence. Who are you to even think you can come into his presence? If not by the love of God. So after the Lord pulls you in, what you do with that access is entirely to you. I told a young man the other day, who was just starting out in ministry. I said, the biggest gift I can give you is not money, it's access. If I allow you into my life, it's access. If I let you come in and approach me and I get your number on my phone and you call me and I pick it, I say, that's, that's the biggest thing I can give you. I 
access after you get the access what do you do with it you have access what do you do with your access every believer has access by the love what do you do with your access do you take your access and you walk it as though your life depends on it or you say well it's always there i can go anytime i want you stay long on the queue long others will come behind you and they'll be blessed this is your season stand to your feet everybody we want to commit our lives to god quiet come on the stage we want to ask god to take our lives and use it we want to make a vow to god i dare you to make a vow in this season lift your hands lord i give you my life i give you my soul come on somebody sing it i live for you 